The New York Supreme Court orders all workers fired for not being vaccinated back to work with back pay. Nancy Pelosi can't understand how people vote Republican. Hillary Clinton says the Republicans are going to steal the next election. So is that like pre-election deny? I don't know. Cash app adds lightning. Classic video game prices are how much? And a whole lot more on today's Random Thoughts. Hello and welcome to episode number 210 of the Random Thoughts podcast. That is spelled R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com online. I'm your host, Darren O'Neill, and have a few things to talk about on this show, including breaking news, just as we are going to record the New York State Supreme Court has come down with a ruling which has reinstated all employees that were fired for being unvaccinated and also orders back pay. So for all of the cops and the firemen and other folks employed by the cities and states of New York that were let go because they refused to get the vaccination The New York Supreme Court says, no, that's not going to stand. And not only will that not stand, but they're owed back pay, which makes for some very interesting cases moving forward. One, I think this is great for those that stuck to their guns and lost their jobs because of it. This is going to be a huge financial drain on the city and state of New York. Probably deserves it. But this is also going to be a template for how this is going to be handled throughout the United States. And this is what happens when people do things that don't correspond to the law of the land. If they're unconstitutional, if they're against the law of the land and it's done anyway, because, whoa, COVID doesn't matter. This is why we need Supreme Courts that will rule upon the rule of law, and not be swayed by any one political party. We're going to talk a little more about the United States Supreme Court in a minute, but I think the New York Supreme Court got this right. This comes from a Fox News report, quote, the New York State Supreme Court reinstated all employees who were fired for not being vaccinated on Monday, ordering back pay and saying their rights had been violated, end quote. This also means beyond the back pay, it's also very possible there will be more lawsuits. And the intriguing thing here is if you were a cop, firefighter, whoever it is, and you were fired because you refused to get vaccinated, the New York Supreme Court just said you still have a job. You are owed back pay. And there's really nothing that is going to stop you from quitting today. If that is what you want to do, you're still going to be owed all of that back pay from the time of being fired to today. As I said, it's going to be very interesting to watch this going forward. 
And there is very little doubt this is going to be a template that the rest of the country is going to be following if, you know, the states actually follow the rule of law, if their courts do anyway. Now, I know New York is a very progressive state, progressive governor right now. The city of New York has a very progressive mayor. These are things that could change shortly with the elections coming up in just a few weeks. The governor of New York, just like the governor of Illinois, it is not a clear-cut case for either one of those. So that's going to be interesting as well. According to the Fox News report, quote, the courts found that, quote, being vaccinated does not prevent an individual from contracting or transmitting COVID-19, end quote. New York City Mayor Eric Adams claimed earlier this year that his administration would not rehire employees who had been fired over their vaccination status, end quote. How do you do a double quote, end quote? I have to look that up because I doubt you just do quote, end quote, end quote, double quote, whatever it is. This whole grammar thing, very confusing when you try to put it into the audio format. But Mayor Eric Adams, bam, this is getting slammed by the New York Supreme Court. He said he wasn't going to hire these folks back. And the Supreme Court made that moot. They said, not only, not only doesn't it matter that you want to not rehire these folks, we're totally just getting rid of the order to fire them in the first place. They still have their jobs. You owe them back pay and you better work on that. It says in the article, New York alone fired roughly New York city alone fired roughly 1400 employees for being unvaccinated earlier this year. After the city adopted a vaccine mandate under former mayor, Bill de Blasio, another commie. New York, you'll get it right sooner or later. You'll realize the damage that you're doing. Many of those laid off, no, well, fired, not laid off. Many of those that were fired, of course, police officers and firefighters. And this is going to be a fun thing to watch. You're seeing that there may be repercussions for politicians who overstep their boundaries. In this case, firing people for refusing to get a vaccination. They're seeing that if you do these things, if you have a knee-jerk reaction and these things are later found not to be legal, not to be constitutional, not to go along with the law of the land, whether it be federal or in each individual state, that this may come back down upon them. And this should be something that people look at. And I know for a brief amount of time when COVID started, there was a lot of questions. And you can say what you want, but I don't believe anybody at that time had any real answers. Most people were just guessing and a lot were using massive amounts of fear to be able to wield their power telling people you can't go outside there's a curfew only one person can leave the house to go shopping these kind of things which sounded very much like something you would get in the people's republic of china are they still a republic china this is something you'd get in a communist country 
And that is what you got here. But firing somebody for refusing to get a vaccination, that seemed one step too far for me. And right when all the vaccine stuff started, if you were following along here, I wasn't anti all vaccines. I was anti the mRNA vaccines, and I still am because it seems now that the more data that comes out seems to show that people who had the mRNA vaccination from Pfizer, Moderna, maybe there were others, having some very bad outcomes. With the Johnson & Johnson shot, you know, the one that was demonized by the media, demonized by people like Dr. Fauci, I believe, if I remember correctly, maybe it was Dr. Burks. Well, no, this one isn't as good and it's dangerous. Because one out of a million or something like that, women under the age of 35 were having blood clots and a few of them died. And that is not a great outcome. But the reality is, if you can do statistics, that outcome is still a hell of a lot better than what the mRNA vaccines have been. And that has been seemingly not covered very well when it comes to the mainstream media. The Johnson & Johnson shot appeared to do exactly what it was supposed to do at the time, keep people from dying when the COVID's original strain was wreaking havoc. You're not really seeing that now. We keep being told, well, maybe there'll be a new strain. There'll be a new super strain. It'll be really deadly. Usually that's not how viruses go. Now, if it's man-made, anything can happen. So you have to be aware of that. But usually viruses, they continue to weaken until they are just nothing more than a cold when it comes down to the symptoms you're going to get. People much smarter than me that follow this kind of stuff will tell you, oh, yeah, the Black Plague, you know, the Spanish flu, all these there's little bits of that still floating around. And there are parts of other diseases and viruses that you get, but they are no longer killing people left and right because they lose their punch as time goes on back to the johnson and johnson shot you pretty much knew there was a possibility of a bad side effect but if there was it was going to happen within 10 days to 14 days within two weeks i believe the timing was and if you didn't have a reaction by that point the two-week mark or so then you were fine. You didn't have to worry. With the mRNA stuff, it seems like the side effects could be coming along weeks or months afterwards. And there's still a lot of data that needs to be parsed. And we still don't know the overall side effects of contracting COVID and what that may do to somebody. The question on what the difference is between contracting COVID, which Experts, put that in air quotes, believe that a majority of people have had some kind of contact with the virus. So how do you separate down the people that had the virus who also had the mRNA vaccinations as opposed to the people that are now having heart conditions, random heart attacks, things like that? I suppose you would have to get the data subset of Well, here's everybody that had COVID, 
And here's everybody who never had COVID and was never vaccinated. <laughs> they're looking for those people. They are, because there's something most likely in their genetic makeup. If they had neither a vaccine or never had any symptoms at all of COVID, you are probably the magic bullet. But they have to separate the people out then to try to figure out what is causing these things like the heart conditions and heart attacks. And they'll get to it eventually. It's going to take a while. It may be beyond our lifetimes, and it may be beyond our lifetimes because it's just going to take that long. And it may be beyond our lifetime because the data, people just don't want it out there. But this is a big win for the firefighters and the cops, first responders in New York. The politicians are still clueless about what's going on. Nancy Pelosi at this point told the New York Times that she, you know, she can't even understand why anybody would vote for Republicans saying, let me give you the exact quote. Quote, part of it is, I cannot believe anybody would vote for these people, end quote. I mean, that sounds kind of bad. Ms. Pelosi, the wicked witch of the West. Nobody can't believe anybody would vote for these people. That just sounds racist. That sounds horrible. She said, uh, when it comes to the Republicans' policies and campaign strategy, she called them, quote, endless lying and endless money, end quote. So I guess she's not paying any attention whatsoever to her party. I mean, she may be brain dead mush like Uncle Joey. They're both about the same age. Endless lying. Well, which lies would those be? Ms. Pelosi, and if the New York Times was real journalisming, and they're not, they would have said, hey, what lies are you talking about? Because that's a pet peeve of mine. I've talked about it before. And I annoy people by then asking for specific things, like Jeremy Piven. Love him as an actor. He was in Entourage. He was in that BBC thing. Mr. Selfridge, great actor. And he was very anti the whole uh, Rush Limbaugh, the whole anti-Trump kind of thing. And was one of these guys who was like, ah, Rush Limbaugh lies all the time. So I asked, well, okay, give me one example. <laughs> Do you think he could? No. No, he engaged briefly and responded, which was nice. But yeah, this is the problem if you have these kind of things in your holster, like Nancy Pelosi obviously did. Ah, the Republicans, it's endless lying. Well, give us examples. Give us some specific examples, because here's the thing. While I'm a conservative person, I don't think I'm a moron. And if you can point to people that I would normally vote for and say, hey, they're a bunch of liars, and here's proof. See, that's the part, though. You have to have proof. You can't just say it. You can't just wish it. You have to have proof. You have to be able to go, hey, look, they said this exactly. And here is we are proving it to be a lie. But they don't do that. It's amazing because you hear this all the time. And I know that's just using the same kind of verbiage as it's uh, always lies all the time. But you hear this a lot. And nobody ever seems to have backup. For the things that they say and endless money, Nancy, 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 endless money from the Republican side. Have you looked? 
at the insanity that has been pushed through under Uncle Joey Mushbrain. Have you? Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe Nancy is still just sitting there with her really big freezer with the Jenny's ice cream in it, which knowing the prices, I mean, I can tell you by looking here, the prices for the Jenny's ice cream, the last time we checked when Nancy Pelosi had her freezer opened and uh, saw there was like every little different flavor you could get of Jenny's ice cream. And I think they were about $7.99 at the time. Let's see, one point, uh, one pint of Jenny's ice cream at my local store here now, $8.99 a pint. So it's only up a buck. But that's still, what, 15% since the last time we checked? I noticed when buying eggs earlier today, and then I went back and looked at last week, two weeks, three weeks ago. Three weeks ago, a two dozen pack of the eggs, which is what I buy, was like $3.69, if I remember right. It was three something. Today, $5.69. So close to uh, doubling. By next week, it might be $10. Let's not worry about that, though. When you go vote in a few weeks, take your grocery bill with you. I implore you, take your grocery bill with you and look at it before you decide what you're going to put down on the paper ballot or touchscreen, whatever you're getting in your area. Highly recommend take your grocery bill with you into the voting booth and show it to a few people coming in if you can. Don't say they should vote for any one particular party, but just be like, hey, look, remember when eggs were $3? They're $47 now. This is great. Thanks, Democrats. Uncle Joey. Yeah. Keep eating those ice cream cones. Wonder how that may be costing us more. I'd like to know. Can we get a report? Is running Air Force One or Joey's ice cream cone habit, which one's more expensive right now? Endless money and endless lying, according to Nancy Pelosi of the Republicans. No, I think I think you're talking about your own party. I think you are. Hillary Clinton, not a whole lot different than Nancy Pelosi, just another wicked witch from a different part of the country. She says, quote, right wing extremists. You know, that's you and me. Right-wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election, and they're not making a secret of it, end quote. Um, you know, this sounds kind of like pre-election denying, Ms. Clinton. That's kind of what it sounds like to me, and I thought election deniers were bad, except for the fact that she has denied that Donald Trump has beaten her multiple times, so I guess it's okay to be an election denier. If you are a Democrat, but not a Republican, she goes on to say, quote, the right wing controlled Supreme Court may be poised to rule on giving state legislatures the power to overturn presidential elections, end quote. Well, no, the Supreme Court is not right wing control. That is an absolute lie. And I'm sorry, Ms. Clinton, you know what is more dangerous than somebody denying a presidential election, insinuating that the Supreme Court has been compromised? That is way more dangerous. And it is simply not true. When you look at the record of the judges who have been appointed by conservative presidents, they actually seem to follow 
mostly the law of the land and interpret the law as it relates to the Constitution. It is the justices that were appointed by the liberal presidents that vote down a policy. They vote down a narrative rather than anything to do with the law. And that is dangerous. But Hillary Clinton lying here. See, I just proved she lied. Unlike the people that say, ah, she lies about everything you can see. Absolutely. Check the record. She is lying when she says that the Supreme Court is a right wing body. Fox News says, quote, the claim comes as the Supreme Court is hearing a case this term that could give state legislatures more power in regulating federal elections. The case Moore versus Harper stems from a lawsuit by the GOP controlled North Carolina General Assembly over a state court's invalidation of congressional redistricting, end quote. Now, redistricting is a very important thing to watch. It'll happen in your local areas, and you'll see all the time. You wonder why that your little area is in one district and the area next to it's in a different one, and these areas aren't really square or rectangular, that they're more like seemingly created just to give one party a benefit in the next election. I think the whole redistricting thing should be looked at and limited because there's a lot of shenanigans that can go along with that. But the reality is that federal elections, when we vote for president, all 50 states do their own thing. This is not something that is controlled by the federal government. They do not send out the voting machines and do the voting. Every state is in control of their own voting. This is not under federal control. Putting it under federal control would be a very bad idea when it comes to things like getting the proper count and not having things be corrupt from the top down. Ms. Clinton went on to say, quote, just think the 2024 presidential election could be decided not by the popular vote or even the anachronistic electoral college. That's a $5 word, Ms. Clinton, but by state legislatures, many of them Republican controlled, end quote. Well, Ms. Clinton, wicked witch of not the West. If the state legislatures are Republican controlled, that means a majority of the state is Republican because they voted for the legislature. But I love the $5 word, the anachronistic. When's the last time you heard anyone say anachronistic in, while you're sitting there having a chat with them? That means she thinks that the Electoral College is out of date. And go back. I've talked about the Electoral College. And listen to those episodes. And I believe we covered it on Grumpy Old Benz, grumpyoldbenz.com. The Electoral College, it is simply not out of date. It is more needed today than at any other time. And it was put into place specifically for the reason that Ms. Clinton and her ilk dislike it. It is there to act as a 
equalizing force. And I thought they want equality. They want equity. No, they only want those things if their side's getting more. If their side's getting less because of it, then it's horrible and it's hateful and it's horrible and you got to get rid of it. But the reason for the Electoral College was to give the states that don't have a Chicago or a New York or a Los Angeles in them to give them proper representation because the reality in the real world here in the United States is a vast majority of the people live in urban areas. So screw those people out in the rural areas. Why should they get any say? Well, the people that put this country together way smarter than Ms. Clinton. And they knew that the people out in the rural areas needed to have their voice heard. And thus, the Electoral College was put into place. And it's really only called into effect if, you know, law and order breaks down, which it's doing now, which is why the Democrats are scared. We told you about the new act, the Safe T Act, that passed here in Illinois. Still going into effect on January 1st, things like no cash bail. The fact that trespassing was moved from a class A to a class B offense, which now means quite literally, if a nonviolent trespasser opens up your front door and sits at your kitchen table and you call the cops, the cops will come and they'll say, hey, trespasser dude. Please leave. Here's a ticket. And the guy says, no. And the cop will go, all right, see you later. And the cop will leave because there's nothing they can do. They cannot arrest them. They cannot remove them from your property. They can ticket them. That is going to be the law of the land in Illinois as of January 1st. Somebody trespassing must be given a citation, not arrested, not removed. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure what's going to start happening in these cases will be the citizens taking the law into their own hands, and it will no doubt have a lot of otherwise law-abiding citizens winding up in jail, and then, you know, they'll probably want to keep them in jail for being so hatred uh, hated or haters that uh, so horrible, maybe is the word I'm looking for, that they would dare. You know, somebody comes into your house and maybe you take a baseball bat to their head and maybe you take out your nine millimeter and plug them full of a few holes because I don't know what you're doing when you're coming into my house without my authority, without my permission. This is going to be very, very bad. If you live in Illinois and you vote for a Democrat in this upcoming election, I will say right now, go to hell because this is the kind of policy that you get. The Democrats are ruining things to the point they now have a policy that treating criminals as criminals is a bad thing. And you law-abiding citizens, well, you do not really count. If somebody comes into your home or business and decides they want to camp out there, the police can no longer remove them. What does that do for you? You own a little mom and pop restaurant, coffee shop. Somebody comes in. It's time to close up. They refuse to leave. What do you do? Call the cops. Well, they'll give them a ticket. 
but they can't arrest them and remove them from the premises. So what do you do? I would highly recommend everybody go out to their local gun store, purchase a firearm, learn how to use it, and don't be shy about protecting yourself and your property. Once the government says they are not going to protect you, your family, and your property, it is up to you to do so. The end result, maybe you'll wind up in jail, but you know what? If people start getting shot going into people's homes, then maybe they stop doing it. If the government won't protect you, you have to do it yourself. There's really no other alternative. I've asked before and I'll ask again. If you're voting Democrat in this upcoming election, please reach out to me and let me know why. Specifically, why? Now, in some good news for those who are in the podcasting 2.0 sphere or who are crypto guys and gals who are looking to bring this new type of payment into normalcy, the Cash App, which a lot of people use, I think about 40 million or so in the United States. The Cash App has just added the ability to move funds as Lightning, which Lightning is kind of a sub-chain of Bitcoin. I know it's very confusing, but it's a way to move small amounts of funds from one person to another without paying a whole lot of fees. And it's one of the things that we use for this show. If you want to support it that way, you can go over to the website new podcastapps.com and there's a bunch of different apps that allow you to stream some lightning as you listen or you can send little boostograms and boosts of any amount that you want and it's just very small amounts of funds and the cash app will now let you take part in that ecosystem so one it'll be very easy if you have one of those podcasting 2.0 apps to use cash to get some money and then send it directly to that app to be able to pay your favorite podcasters. And if you know somebody's lightning wallet address, you can send them some funds directly. So even person to person, this makes a whole lot of sense. It's free to get a lightning wallet. There's a few different services like getlb.com that will allow you to do so. And it's a good way to move small amounts of payments. Cash is going to let you do up to $999 per week. So more than enough for most people if you go onto their website and just do a support lookup for the term lightning you'll see they have a page now that says quote we are integrated with the lightning network you can use lightning to send and receive bitcoin on the cash app the lightning network is a second layer technology applied to the bitcoin blockchain that is intended to enable faster transactions with little to no fees how do i send bitcoin using lightning to get started you tap the payments tab and the cash app, tap the QR scanner, hold your camera over the lightning invoice QR code and follow the prompts to pay. So if somebody sends you a little invoice through lightning, that's all you have to do. And all the information is over on the cash app website. But the bottom line is this is a very good sign for crypto folks that the crypto is going more and more mainstream, making it easier for people to get on board and use it without having to jump through a whole lot of hoops. So that is a good thing. Now, I think we've talked to you a little bit about the ticket market, the ticket stub market. So ticket stubs, 
if you have any laying around, look through them. They could be worth a lot of money, depending on the event. Some concerts go for more than others. Some baseball events, if you got the first game, uh, somebody that wound up into the Hall of Fame, the first game they ever played, and you could get hundreds, if not thousands of dollars for that ticket. Yeah, not quite Michael Jordan-esque, but there's some money in them old ticket stubs if you take the time to search through them. And of course, if they're not tore up and all that. But I didn't know there was such a huge market. I got a newsletter email from Golden Auctions, and they do auctions for baseball memorabilia and that kind of stuff. But it turns out some of their auctions cover video games and VHS tapes, which I'm, uh, the VHS one really blows my mind, but the video game is pretty close to that. There are some up right now with video games at mad prices, but I went to their last auction, which was from September, and these have closed, which means these things sold for this price. A cartridge, a 1992 Super NES, Super Nintendo, Super Mario Kart from the USA, sealed video game. Now, there's companies like PSA and Beckett that do baseball card grading. There are companies that will grade your sealed video games. My goodness. But this Super Nintendo Super Mario Kart, just a cartridge from the United States from 1992. I wish I would have stocked up. Sold for $16,801. A 1985 NES Nintendo Duck Hunt USA sealed video game. So, yeah, I had one of these. You probably did, too, if you had a Nintendo because it came with the system. So if you left that Duck Hunt cartridge unopened and just sat there, you're like, ah, who wants to play this game? And that's still sitting in a drawer somewhere. The one in September had 21 bids, sold for 11400 I believe there's one going this month at 17,000 with the bidding still open. So if you have a sealed duck hunt game, get in touch with me. I'll tell you where to go. Golden auctions, wherever, how to sell it. Just cut me in on a percentage of that one. 1987 NES Nintendo Metroid sealed video game, $6,000. 2002 Nintendo Game Boy Advanced Pokemon Ruby version. $5,221. Super Mario 3, 1990 NES cartridge, $4,800. All of these sold at Golden Auctions, which I believe means they actually sold, unlike a lot of stuff you see on eBay where the sold stuff didn't necessarily sell. I believe these are actually legit sold pricing for video games that have never been opened. Now, the sad part is most of these games, if they have been opened, are worth next to nothing. I don't know. I need to do a little research. I want to know how they know if somebody didn't just redo the cellophane. Maybe there was very specific cellophane in the 80s and 90s. I don't know how you verify that what you're getting is actually an unopened product from the 80s or 90s and why it's worth thousands of dollars. I don't know. But it turns out people will collect anything and it's usually the things that nobody considered collectible at the time that are now skyrocketing in value. And I don't quite understand it, but I thought you might want to know, especially if you have a few boxes of old video games. Maybe your kids left the video games at home. Go through them. If there's anything sealed, you may have a gold mine. As of yet, I haven't found mine, so I am a podcaster. And this show works on the value for value model 
which means if you're listening to this, hopefully you've gotten some value out of it. You get to decide a number to put on that and get that value back to us. I know it's Uncle Joey's time and money is very tight. So before you start sending money to us, make sure you can pay for your grocery bills. But if you have a little extra cash, put a number on it. What kind of value you've gotten out of this show? Go over to our website, randomthoughts.com, R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com slash donate. You can click the donate button to do a one-time or monthly donation through the evil PayPal. You can use the QR codes or wallet addresses to do the crypto thing. You can use the P.O. Box address to go the route of Uncle Sam. Send a cashier's check, cash, send through your online bill pay. Then you won't even have to pay for the stamp. Let your bank do that for you. You can, if you have one of those new podcast apps, you can be sending us some sats right now or sending a boostagram. And if you are in the Patreon ecosystem, you can go to patreon.com slash random thoughts. All of those are very much appreciated ways for you to get some value back to us. And I do have one person to thank for today's show, and it's a monthly donation, and it's very much appreciated. Sir Sean of the Allegheny Valley with $15, and he subscribes to a bunch of my other shows and other podcasts that I listen to. He is like one of the patron saints right now of podcasting, and we need more people like Sir Sean of the Allegheny Valley, no doubt about it. With that said, I do want to thank everybody for giving me your time to listen to the show and to the other shows I do, including Planet Rage with Larry Blydner, Grumpy Old Benz with Ryan Bemrose, and Unrelenting with Gene Nevtuliev. Just put those titles into your favorite podcast app and you will find them. But I appreciate you listening to this show, giving me your time. It is always an honor and always fun to hang with you and let you know what I'm thinking. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not. Here's to hoping things start getting back to some sort of sanity come November. With that said, I am Darren O'Neill. I will be back next week with another Random Thoughts. Until then, thanks for listening. 